Yeah. You were way underneath what we were talking about. Sorry, overneath. 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 Overneath and out. Don't worry about it. What up, everybody? Timothy, every hiatus is an extended hiatus. Yates here. Happy Turkey Day. Happy Thanksgiving to all of y'all. And we're going to gobble up some content today. So get out your cranberries and get ready to rock and roll with Speaking of Nothing. How's everybody doing? It's been a while since our last last episode. Halloween, actually, and it's, uh, it's uh, 20, 27 days later now. After Halloween that I'm recording this. It's a blustery day. The wind is is coming in and it's it's windy as all get out and you know, we might just blow away today. This this could be it. Well, I've uh I've had a a, a very fun month. Uh two of my best friends got married last weekend. Uh so congratulations to Jacob and Amanda, the Becks now. Had a great time at that wedding. Uh, at one point during uh, the afternoon, while we were kind of standing around taking pictures, I was like, "You know, I haven't, uh, I haven't done a podcast episode in a while." And so I got my phone out, and uh, Anchor, shout out to Anchor, the best website to host a podcast on ever. Anchor has a, a nifty little feature where you can use your phone just to make a podcast episode. And I was like, oh, "I'll do that." And I did, and uh, you're not going to hear that, <laughs> um, because essentially what it was was um, just me and uh, my friends, uh, you know, sitting around and <laughs> complaining that we were hungry all day. And then as soon as, like, the wedding actually started, I quit. I forgot about it, so I didn't I didn't have any any great content. Um I did, but if I find something good, you know, maybe I'll put it up as a little bit of a bonus episode a bit later, but there wasn't that much award-winning content. So, sorry if you uh, you were at the wedding and you uh, you spoke to me and now you, you think you're going to be in this episode because um, I'm sorry you're not. <laughs> Today we're actually going to be talking about, you know, as we, as we went and witnessed a more perfect union... Uh, you know, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, all that stuff. We saw the uh, the union of Jacob and Amanda this weekend. Today we are going to be talking about reunions. That's right. Everybody's been buzzing all month about a particular group that's been getting back together. So much so that they changed the name of the American football posting group that I'm in on Facebook to a My Chemical Romance posting group for the month. That's right, everybody. McRib is back. My Chemical Romance is back. I was never a huge fan of My Chemical Romance. Um, I, I, see, I remember that that band was... I had Welcome to the Black Parade and I don't have it anymore and there aren't a whole lot of CDs I don't have anymore because I don't get rid of things. Um, that one I intentionally got rid of, and uh, there was a Linkin Park album that I intentionally got rid of. Uh, everything else I own still. 
So that should tell you a little bit about how I feel about My Chemical Romance. I mean, it's a good album. There's good songs on it. I, I remember really liking it for a couple months in 2008. And that's about all I can say. Um, Rage Against the Machine, though. That's a band I've, I've always enjoyed. Before Scholastic Bull meets in high school, because I was the captain of the Scholastic Bull team in high school, I used to listen to uh, Rage Against the Machine to get me like pumped up, because it was like smart, angry music, perfect for scholarly bull events, you know what I mean? So, cool. So we're going to talk a little bit about reunions. Are they good? Are they bad? What are they? But we are also going to do a new disco today. I've got a couple tracks I'm going to recommend. And in addition to that, uh, I have also got the end of the years coming up. So I have got a take five because I don't have any concerts on the agenda in December. So we're just going to go ahead and I'm going to give you my top five shows that I went to this year. Stick around. We'll be back with a take five. All right, let's take five. So these are the top five shows that I went to this year. 2019, I've gone to a couple shows this year, and uh, I'm going to tell you about five of them. Actually, I'm going to tell you about more than five. Um, Just because I had a couple ties. So let's start in here at number five. Number five on my list is the show that I was most excited to go to all year. Because earlier in the year, Riot Fest said, guess who's coming to Riot Fest this year? And I was like, who? And they said, guess. And I said, come on. And they said, all right, we'll tell you. It's the B-52s. And I was, like, really excited because I got really into the B-52s last year because they're an underrated band because people write them off because they're wacky and silly, but, like, like there is so much, like, musicality. Those, those like, folks are fantastic musicians. And I found out also that it's their last time coming through Chicago. So um, I was like, man, I got to go to this. So I went... Um, and to my unfortunate dismay, American football and Bob Mould were playing at the exact same time, so I had quite the decision to make, and it wasn't hard at all, because I chose the B-52s, because they were the last, it was the last time they were going to be playing in Chicago. So, you know, went to that. Still, I've never seen American football to this day. I've seen Owen, I have seen Captain Jazz, I've seen both those Mike Kinsella projects, but I've never seen American football. And so it continues. Uh, so B-52s, great show, fun time, gotten a little bit of a little pit for Rock Lobster. So that's that's my number five. And also tied at number five is the artist uh, that I, I uh, went and saw with my, um, my best friend Mason earlier this year. Uh, we went a couple weeks ago, we went to go see A New Found Glory. And they're a band that I've liked since I was a little, little kid. Um, because my sister was a fan, and me and Mason have really bonded over our mutual mutual love of Newfound Glory. So that was really cool for me and him to go and see see them play for the first time together. And uh, uh, Hawthorne Heights opened up, and Mason told the lead singer that he had to carpool here because he couldn't make it on his own. And the lead singer kind of went, 
And it, it was a good time. So number five, B-52's Newfound Glory. At number four on my list, it's got to be another Riot Fest gig, uh, Jawbreaker. So I saw Jawbreaker at their reunion, which I'll probably mention a little bit later on when I talk about reunions, uh, show at Riot Fest. I believe that was uh, 2016. It was a couple of years ago. 2017? I don't remember. But uh, great, great show then. Uh, and... Uh, I, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna apologize to Jacob and Amanda because I, we went with Jacob and Amanda. It was me, Jake, and Jacob and Amanda the, to the Riot Fest reunion, and unfortunately, you know, they couldn't they couldn't go with us this time to go see Jawbreaker at uh, at uh, Riot Fest. I had I I uh, enjoyed them more the second time because you could tell they'd been playing together a lot longer, and they were just a little more cohesive. But there was this this damn band in the background that was on the main stage and they were playing really loud and sometimes when Jawbreaker stopped you could hear what they were playing in the background and there was some band called Blink-182 or something uh anyways so I did not uh didn't see Blink it's all Jawbreaker and it was much better at number three on the list of bands I saw and enjoyed it's gotta be Wilco Wilco's going to be number three for sure. Uh, I went to see Wilco for the fourth time. I've seen them. Uh, I saw them in Davenport on July 3rd, 2012. That was the first time. I remember that date because you don't forget the first time you see Wilco. And then uh, I saw them at Bonnaroo at later uh, in 2013. And then I saw them later in 2013. And this is the first time I've seen them since 2013. Uh, their new record I really, really loved. They played about six songs off their new record. Um, the Wilco shows are great because they play a different set list every night. Um, and this show was my favorite Wilco show I've been to. And a lot of the reason for that was uh, my parents went with me, and my parents are now pretty big Wilco fans. Um, they know a lot of the songs, and they, they was, it was nice for me to have a good time. Also, it was in Cedar Rapids at the Paramount, which is just a fantastic venue and, and, and a fun place to see a show. More so, though, uh, the reason this is my favorite show, my favorite Wilco song um, since I was in high school has been a song off Summer Teeth called How to Fight Loneliness. And I've seen them four times. I've never seen them play that song, and it's always been upsetting because they do play the song live. It's not like a song they don't. They don't touch, but because they do a different set list every night, it's not one you're going to hear all the time. And they did play it in Cedar Rapids, and I'm not going to lie, I did like let out a little bit of a gasp, but because I didn't think they were going to play it uh, that night, because I the belief they played it the previous night. Um, so that was really exciting for me uh, to hear you know, my favorite song for the first time, and the band was definitely on, and it, it, it was a great show. Um, and Wilco's coming to Madison uh, next year, and I'm thinking thinking about taking a day off and heading on up there. And number two on my list, my second favorite show I went to this year was actually Bob Mould. I uh, went to see Bob Mould on the day that was the anniversary of uh, Husker Du's first show, and that was a fantastic show uh, because Greg Norton, the bassist for Husker Du, open his he plays in a band called Porcupine, and they opened up. I did a whole episode about it. Um, 
so I'm not going to talk too much about this. It's a um, if you want to know more about why that show was so enjoyable, uh, check out. I think it's like episode three or four. It's called Husker Do's and Husker Don'ts. Um, so yeah, that was my second favorite show this year. And at number one, my favorite show I went to this year. Someone who is gonna. It's impossible for anybody else to top them. Is I got to see McCartney this year. Um, I don't know if this was my favorite Paul McCartney show, uh, but I definitely enjoyed the convenience of this Paul McCartney show because this is the first time Paul McCartney has ever played in the Quad Cities. So Paul McCartney played at the Mark this year. Uh, got was fortunate enough to get tickets. Me, my mom, my dad, uh, Rachel, and my friend Adrian. Um, we all went together. To the to the Paul McCartney concert, my friend Adrian is a is a huge huge diehard Beatle fan, kind of like me. So it was really fun to like uh, uh, have huge Beatle fans uh, with me at this Beatles concert because they would play like before the show they played like Three Cool Cats, like which is like a, a an original like recording from the Decca auditions, and me and him like knew every word and were like singing it. It was awesome. And then the show starts, and, and McCartney, he, you know, he was good. He's still good. Um, he, this might not have been my favorite show because the set list was awesome because he had horns and stuff. But, you know, hold up. I did a whole episode on the Paul McCartney show, too, um, with Rachel Mash. So you should go uh, check check that out. It's, like, called Paul McCartney and Moline or something. And so uh, go check that episode out because I've talked about all my favorite shows. So let's just move on then. Cool. What's up, everybody? So this is the part of the show where I recommend new stuff for you to listen to, the new disco part of the show. So this is the part where I'm like, yo, here's a couple tracks that I think you, the listener, should be listening to. So I want to start off, because uh, I haven't done new disco in a while, and there's tons and tons of stuff I could play. Um, but just the two things that most recently came out, because I, I don't always do, like, new stuff. I Sometimes I'm like, oh, I've been sleeping on this for a while. Listen to this. Can't believe I missed this. But I am going to do a couple new things. So uh, Soccer Mommy just put out a new song. It's called Yellow's the Color of Her Eyes. Take a listen.
This feels a little bit different than other Soccer Mommy tracks, and I gotta say, I really enjoy the direction that it's going. Uh, it's not, like, so far out of left field from, like, anything else. Like, like it, it's not like a, a complete curveball from Soccer Mommy. But it, it's uh, a little, it's different enough that um, I can kind of tell. It, I really, I, I do enjoy the song. The song is a little bit lengthy. It comes in at seven minutes. But honestly, uh, I've been craving more material from, from Soccer Mommy. And earlier this year, she released a single called Lucy. So she's got these singles, so I'm, I'm thinking an album's coming out next year, but uh, who knows, because we haven't got an actual official announcement yet. Um, but in the meantime, this song is seven minutes, and it will suffice for a little bit, and the other track, Lucy, you should check that one out as well. And uh, let's talk about something else I've been listening to. So uh, last week, you guys know I'm a sucker for a good cover. There's a whole episode about that as well. And last week, Jeff Rosenstock and uh, Laura Stevenson released an album called Still Young, which is just a collection of covers of Neil Young songs. Isn't that great? Isn't that cool? You guys know Laura Stevenson, you know, put out the album Big Freeze this earlier this year, which is going to be one of my top albums of the year. Spoiler alert. And you know Jeff Rosenstock from Jeff Rosenstock Things. Well, I really, really appreciate the heck out of this album. And uh, I I didn't really know it came out. I was listening to my, uh, you know, Spotify does that, like, release radar thing. And it's like, hey, here's artists you are listening to or have listened to in the past. And here's music that uh, recently came out by them. And I was just listening to that release radar thing. And then all of a sudden... Out of nowhere, I heard this. And I immediately knew, oh my gosh, that's Harvest Moon by Neil Young. Because I love that song. It's one of my favorite like ballads of all time. And then I was like, well, who is singing this? And then immediately, you know, I kept playing the track and... So I immediately, you know, recognize uh, Laura Stevenson's voice, you know, because she's a very distinctive voice. And... Uh, I was like, "That's awesome! This is cool! This is Laura Stevenson covering, uh, covering Harvest Moon." And I was driving, so I, I I couldn't look and see who it was. So I listened to a little bit more of the track, and I hear, you know, that there's a dude singing as well uh, on the chorus, and I'm like, "Oh, who's that dude?" And then the second verse comes in. And- And I'm like, dude, that's Jeff Rosenstock. Oh, that makes sense because they're friends and they they worked together in the past. So yeah, this awesome, awesome cover of Harvest Moon by Jeff Rosenstock and Laura Stevenson. 
And there's uh, there are other songs on the record as well. After a great cover of "After the Gold Rush," uh, "Through My Sails," and "Ambulance Blues" are all on that. So I would recommend checking that out. Yeah. So those are a couple things you can listen to, and I'll be back with more later. And so now it is time for the meat and potatoes part of the show. The part of the show where I talk about meat and potatoes. Meat, potatoes, good stuff. Put some potatoes next to my meat. Some meat next to my potatoes. Cover it all in gravy. Delicious. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy your meat and potatoes. No, all right. So what I'm going to talk about today is uh, reunions because of the My Chemical Romance thing, because of the Rage Against the Machine thing. Because of the modern baseball thing. Just kidding. You were like, what? <laughs> modern baseball is not reuniting. Gotcha, though. You were like, what? I bet some of you were like, oh, my God. Are you serious? Some, someone probably got their phone out. They're like, oh, is modern baseball? Really? They're not. They're, modern baseball is not getting back together. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. No, so reunions. Are they good? Are they bad? What do you think about them? Let me know. Like, tweet at me. What What do you think uh, uh, about reunion shows? What do you think about bands wh- when they get back together? Back together. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Should we let the past be in the past? Should we bring the present, the past to the present? Who Who knows? I I think reunions are okay, uh, because I am you know young. Uh, I've I've touched on this on an episode previously. But I really enjoy when a band gets back together and goes on tour because I'm 25 and in 1994, uh, a lot of my favorite bands were already done and I didn't get a chance to see them. Um, the one that comes to mind is R.E.M. I, I, I love R.E.M. I'm never going to see R.E.M. because they broke up in 2011. I was in high school in 2011 but I, and, and I listened to R.E.M. but I wasn't like, Man, let's all drive across the country to go see REM in my Ford Taurus, my 2003 Ford Taurus. Yeah, that never happened. Uh, and so I'm I'm always a little, there's a part of me that's always a little bummed that I'm never going to see REM because they were one of the biggest bands of the world for a time. And they toured all the time. And, and it's just something that I completely missed because of when I chose to be alive. And I didn't, I didn't choose when to be alive, obviously. But, you know what I mean? But, like, the Smashing Pumpkins reunion that happened last year when, when uh, James E. Ha and Jimmy Chamberlain came back. That was a big deal for me because I never saw the Pumpkins when they were the original lineup. And I know there wasn't a Darcy there, but it was still really, really cool to see uh, see James E. Ha back on stage and hear him sing Blue Away and that stuff, I think this it, it's great uh, when when the band when bands get back together like this. The replacements, when the replacements got back together in 2014, and, and were like, "Yo, we're gonna tour and stuff," and this Riot Fest thing. I was like, getting into that's like the reason I got into the replacements because my guitarist heard about this reunion thing, got super into their discography, and was like that by proxy, you know, became one of my favorite bands. And I got to see him a couple times. I got to see him come home to mid the Midway in St. Paul and play a show there. And the mayor came out and declared it replacements day in St. Paul. 
it was very, 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 very cool. And uh, it was a cool thing to be a part of. And it, it was cool to, like, see this band that had already had their prime and their heyday and their glory come back in heyday um, and have a, uh, a a bunch of people just come out of the woodwork and just be like, oh, my God, this is, like, one of my favorite bands. I definitely have to go to this reunion show. It's a big deal. And the Jawbreaker reunion was like that as well. And Riot Fest got Jawbreaker back together, a band that clearly hates each other, <laughs> maybe still does. Uh, if you guys watch that Jawbreaker documentary, you should go watch it. It's very cool. <laughs> You've been ruining my life since the day I met you. That's my favorite line in it. Uh, so, a very, very cool. Uh, Jawbreaker gets back together. My drummer, Jacob huge huge jawbreaker fan his wife amanda's a jawbreaker fan so we we had to go and we went and it was awesome and it was, it was so cool it was so cool to be in that moment because it was like being at a jawbreaker show be, seeing jawbreaker play festival something we didn't get to do because there weren't a band when we were alive so as a youngin i'm i'm telling you that i think reunions are are a great thing and I think that uh, for some of us who are getting a little bit not older now because we're what in our mid-20s but those of us who were like you know in high school when My Chemical Romance was a thing and now they're getting back together you know there's money there that they can make off of a younger audience and we need to accept that just like me with uh, going to a replacement show There'll be uh, it'll be young kids uh, going to a My Chemical Romance show, and I'm sure Hot Topic's really excited about it. And with the Rage Against the Machine thing, it's it's uh it's 2019. We are deep and deep deep into this Trump presidency with the impeachment and everything going on. If you're you're keeping up on your on your politics, which you should be because it's important. This uh, how did you how did Rage? My question, only question is how did Rage Against the Machine not get back together in 2016 that's really my question there but you know better late than never I'm very excited for the Rage Against the Machine reunion um, that's going to be awesome I mean I'm not going to any shows and people are giving like Rage Against the Machine crap for playing Coachella and I, I've seen people be like oh yeah Rage Against the Machine gets back together to fight the man and they play at Coachella yeah okay alright they they got to make some money and they can get their they got to get their message wherever the heck they can get their message all right i also saw that most of their dates are at the are near the uh us mexico border so nothing is ever going to change with rage against the machine my favorite thing in the world is when people tell tom morello to stay out of politics it's hilarious the dude has like a political science like degree he <laughs> it, it's fantastic it's people just don't don't know they think oh rage against the machine they're that metal band that does i saw the funniest thing i saw was uh someone said rage against the machine it does that that's shut up and play that your song about gathering seashells with <laughs> a pocket full of shells oh man the internet's a funny place but yeah, no, it's 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 a really cool thing. I'm probably not going to go see Rage Against the Machine just cuz you know, they're not playing anywhere near me for their reunion thing. But I would love to because they're a band I've been a fan of since I was I was in high school and never got a chance to see.
Now, I'm sure if if I was older and I saw, you know, here's here's an example. Motley Crue is getting back together again, and they went on their final end-of-the-road tour years ago, and they said, and there's a quote from Nikki Six saying, I saw it on Consequence of Sound, I'll cite my sources, saying that, uh, he would never, no amount of money would ever get him to get back together and go out and tour and do it again because he was so happy with the way they were actually ending it. Okay, well, no, they're back. They're going to be playing more dates, which is mind blowing to me. So, yeah, I saw Slayer this year. I've never been a Slayer fan, but I saw them because it's supposed to be their last tour as well. And. I was like, eh, you know, maybe I'll go see it. But more and more, I think bands use these uh, these farewell tours kind of as as a little just a gimmick to get more people to shows. Like Kiss went on a farewell tour last year and they played the Mark again, and it was, oh, this is our last time playing the Mark, and a bunch of people went. And I was like, you know, I saw them at the Mark a few years ago, and I don't need to see them again. But and I talked a little bit about this in the first episode of Speaking of Nothing, actually. But the thing is, they added more dates. They're going to be in Peoria next year. If I want to go see them again, I can go see them in Peoria. And they'll add more dates. It's It never ends <laughs> with with those bands. Like it, it never ends with Motley Crue. And I got to imagine, as somebody who's grown up and seen Farewell Tour after Farewell Tour become just another tour, seeing a band like My Chemical Romance or, uh, or Rage Against the Machine get back together and go on tour, people are just like, okay, well, here is the beginning of the end of the farewell tour gimmick for them. I don't know. I think reunion tour, a little bit different than a farewell tour. Reunion tour is like, you know, family reunion. It's like your Thanksgiving. Think of it as your Thanksgiving. You get together and you see all of your family and friends and you eat a bunch of food. A reunion tour is like that. A bunch of people who used to hate each other and broke up because they hated each other are just like, you know what? We're family. We have to get together. Plus, we need money. So I guess that's my thoughts on uh, reunions. So if you guys have any other opinions, you can tweet at me at Speaking of Nothing on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Speaking of Nothing. You can find my Facebook page at Speaking of Nothing as well. Let me know what you think. Finally, it's Thanksgiving, so I just want to thank all of you for listening to Speaking of Nothing. This year, I'm very thankful that people have been listening to this show, um, and more than I thought I would have, because I honestly just thought I would have my dad, um, who actually, I don't think, can figure out how to listen to this show, so I just have my mom. Um, so I, I, uh, I do appreciate it when I run into people and they say, Hey, I actually, I listened to an episode of your podcast and I was like, wow, why did you do that? But thank you so much. I appreciate you, uh, listening to me just jabber on about nonsense. Um, it's really fun for me and it's, it's been a fun year and, um, next month I will, I'll, I'll be doing some lists 
Um, some end of the year lists. I maybe some end of the decade stuff. I don't really want to promise that I'm doing some end of the decade stuff because this is kind of a new show and doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to be like, yeah, let's look back at the decade. I mean, but who knows? We might do something. But I want to wish y'all a happy Thanksgiving and eat a lot of food and enjoy yourself. And I'll be closing off with the best Thanksgiving song of all time. Thank you guys. Good night and drive home safely. Days of Macy's Day.